1983, an RCA video disc player. Yes, that was such a thing. Google it. Watching a football movie. I love football movies. That went on to be a classic called All the Right Moves. It had your stars in it. You had Tom Cruise. You had Leo Thompson. You had Craig T. Nelson. And it wasn't your typical football movie. It was real life. There was a happy ending at the end. But the, the football game that you expected the team to win, they didn't win. I could probably recite most of the lines in that movie as many times as I've seen it. It's probably hundreds to maybe thousands times. And tonight, we welcome our guest, Mr. Paul Carafotis, also known as Vinny Salvucci, also known as the Vooch. He was a great guest, and hopefully we can have him on again. He was hilarious. Just a great guy. And hopefully you'll check out his YouTube channel, with Charlie Bubbles, which I will have the link to on this description. Charlie Bubbles is a children's book that he wrote, and he also sings a theme song that you'll hear on this. Check out his videos and subscribe. Enjoy, guys. And one last thing, we didn't find out, after all, if Tank took his tape roll. Carapotis. Yes. Hey, Stevie Sly, sir. How you doing tonight? Or this afternoon Stevie for you? Hi. It's afternoon for you. I forgot that, but it's it's night here. Did I say that name right? By the way, Carapotis. Yes. Yes. I'm. I've been. Look, that worried me right there. I actually did a little research on YouTube on you, and I uh, I was watching some. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I was like, look, I cannot ask this guy how to say his name. I've got to look this up and find out how to say his name. Uh, I think you were do, you did a show with... Uh, At least, you, listen, I appreciate that you went to the trouble to figure out how to say the name. Uh, my son has some coaches. He's playing on the same baseball team for five years, and that's not <laughs> well, I, wa I watch a little bit, and I'm going to watch the rest of it tonight. Uh, you, I think you did a show with uh, Boom Boom Mancini. Oh, oh yes, we were. Uh, yes, that's correct. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, first, first of all, thank you so much for agreeing to do this, man. Uh, I was sitting there actually that that Sunday that I texted you. I do like on my website. I do like a, a movie of the day, and all the right moves was the movie of the day. And a lot of people were commenting on how much they liked. I said, you know what? I, I said I'm going to look up some of these folks and uh, see if I can find some. And you were the first one. That I looked up. Of course, I, I'm, I'm reached. I know I'm not going to get Tom Cruise because he's just too busy for everybody. But I said, uh, you know, when I found you, I said, man, this is going to be good. And I, after I talked to you that Monday morning, I was telling some of my, like my cousins and my brother. They've watched, like I said, we watched that movie so many times. And matter of fact, I just got through watching it again, so I could be in the mood right now to to really talk about it. Well, you know, it's funny because uh, that movie, for some odd reason uh, or another, is, is uh, 
struck many people. I mean, everywhere I go, people <clears throat> people are affected by that film. Right. Um, I guess maybe because it's football and, and sort of all, you know, it's high school and everybody's had to go through it. You know, go through high school. And yeah. I played high school ball. I played one. I played in one uh, game in high school. Oh, really? Uh, one football game. Yeah, I was more of a hockey player than a baseball player. But okay. I was in a band. I was in a rock and roll band, and the drummer wanted to quit the band to try out for the football team. <laughs> and he pissed me off so much that I went out for the football team, <laughs> and I made it. And he didn't. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, wow. And I was stuck, like, on this football team, you know, and I was a little guy, you know, in high school, I was skinny and small, and, but uh, I made it, I made it on the team, and uh, the first game that we played, I bothered the coach so much on the sidelines that he put me in as a defensive uh, linebacker or tackle. Uh-huh. And the very first play, I just got creamed. Oh, and I remember that I got my hand stepped on, you know, like cleated. And I was like, shit, I'm a guitar player. You know, I go like, oh, man, I'm going to have to. I don't know if this is a good idea. And I stumbled <laughs> back to the, I stumbled back to the, uh, you know, the huddle. And I, this is my, my buddy Steve, I said, Steve, what am I supposed to do? He goes, shut up, Gary. He goes, they used to call me Fotis. You shut up, folks. Just get up on the line. Get up on the line. And then the next play, I uh, I split the tackles and I sacked the quarterback. And I came off, and my brother came down from. He's up in the stands, and I was there. You know, we we got out. You know, the offense went on the field, and he came down. And he was saying, "Oh." Paulie, that was that was great. You, you just, oh man! And I'm looking at him like my hand is bleeding. Um, I said, oh, "That's it." <laughs> <laughs> well, you went out on top, then. Yeah, baby, I sacked the quarterback. I did something good, and I quit. And that was the end of that. And, yeah, uh, and the rest is history. Yeah, yeah well, I end up doing two. I did another football. Yeah, game, choices, the choices. Yeah. Yeah, you play a partially deaf football player, and it is yeah. on. It's on YouTube. And look, I, another thing I'm gonna tell you: my internet here is so terrible. I would love to have done a Zoom call with you. Internet is so bad here. I'm in a really, really small town, probably like 110 folks in this town, and uh, our internet is. We have the only thing we have, our options are satellite internet. And uh, yeah, are you recording this? Yeah, well, I mean, I'm gonna record it and, and put it out as. Uh, Probably the, tomorrow I'll put it out. I'm gonna edit it and put it out. But but, but you're, you you have you have you been recording since we started or what are you doing? No, I, I haven't been recording yet. I'm, I'm getting ready to start oh, what are you now. Doing? I'm getting ready to do an intro for. I just wanted to make sure you knew. I, I you know I'd, I'd like to talk a little bit before I do it, but I'll we'll, I'll do a quick little intro for you. We'll bring you in, okay? Okay. All right. I just told a great story. <laughs> Well, I can put that on there. We'll we'll just go from there, and I'll I'll edit this part out. That's that's fine. We'll go from there. Um, so with me tonight on the fly is a guy from one of the great football movies that I, I mean I, I watched this. This came out in what uh, was it eighty five, eighty three? Ten years old. I was ten years old, and uh, this was one of the first. Well, I was a little older. Yeah, you were a little older. Yeah, you were a little older, but. It, 
Tom Cruise is in it, Craig T. Nelson, and also with me tonight, Paul Carafotis, who played the iconic, I mean, one of the great characters in that movie that had a, a, a big storyline in that. He played Vinny Salvucci, who went through the ringer. He, Vooch. The Vooch got put through the ringer. Uh, man, his, his luck was just not good in that. But with me tonight is, is Mr. Carafotis. Thank you so much for being here tonight, man. It, it is a real honor to be able to talk to you. Well, no, it's an honor to speak to you, Steve, and thanks for asking me and inviting me, and uh, glad to be here. Yeah, so... Wherever where this is. This is, this is, <laughs> you'll never hear the, I guarantee you, you'll never hear the name of the, the town I'm in again. So it is first out, Lasker, North Carolina. I'm all the way on the other side, like L-A-S-K-E-R. Lasker, it's a cool name. Yeah, so a lot of people, I remember in high school, we you know, I played. Uh, we, I played all three sports. We went to a small school, and uh, we went to a away game in basketball. And when we got out after the game, we were going to a, a drive-through restaurant, and uh, which we went inside. And the lady said, "What are y'all a basketball team?" And I said, "Yes, ma'am." So where are y'all from? I said, "We're from from Alaska." And she said, "Alaska." Y'all all the way over here from Alaska? I said, yeah, we're just that good. They brought us all the way from Alaska to, to play all these guys. We're tearing up everybody. But anyway, <laughs> and you know, I'll did say she, this. Did she, did she get it? <laughs> no, she she still believed it. We didn't ever, we never let her off the hook. So, uh, but anyway, I'll tell you this. All the right moves, you know, I played football, but all the right moves was one of those movies that inspired you to, when you were in football. Oh, I got to play like these guys. I, I want to play like these guys. The, the, from the the uh, bus ride to Walnut Heights. I mean, when I was on a bus ride to a game, I was like you guys were. I was focused. I was intense. I wasn't like you. I didn't fall asleep. But uh, I was like, it was so intense. So I was thinking, that's all the right moves. They're, they're telling you to wait. This was like my blueprint to how I was supposed to play football. But... Uh, <laughs> Well, you know, I, as an actor, I chose a different thing to do. And I was trying to, you know, when I got that role, I originally was, uh, went in to play the Steph role. Right. Uh, in that, and the producers wanted, and I had done my first start in a movie for 20th Century Fox called Heading to Broadway, which can only be seen on YouTube. And right. I, if any people have a dancing, uh, sort of want to make it on Broadway background, that's a great film, uh, for them to see. So check I it out. Direct, check it out. So it's called Heading for Broadway. It's on YouTube. Um, uh, that was my first movie. I was 20 years old. And, um, uh, it was a starring role. So I had done that and I did choices following that, which I, was lucky enough to uh, meet and audition the great uh, Demi Moore. Right. And um, put her in that movie. And then All I Moves came. And it was called Saturday's Child. Uh, and I got the audition and went down to see the, the director and the producers. And it was uh, Michael Chapman, who was uh, a famed cinematographer. He was uh, got nominated for, uh, he was the DP on on Raging Bull and t t Taxi Driver and all these great iconic films. This was his directing debut. And um, there's a couple of producers um, 
on that film with him, and I met them all, and they really liked me. And I um, left there. It was one of those, like, you're on a bit of a high from it because it was such a great meeting. We laughed. We had a great time. Uh, and uh, they didn't ask me to read anything. It was just a meeting. And when I got back, my agent had called me saying, oh, my God, what you doing there? You know, like, God, they love you. I never got feedback like that. Jesus, you know, phenomenal. I think you're going to get this job. And um, then I got a phone call. Um, it hadn't, I, I, I had done Heading for Broadway, which was a, wasn't a Fox production. It was a 20th Century Fox release. So I thought I had at least a shoe, you know, I had a, a, a foot in the door there. But they ended up going with Tom, you know, who was doing risky business at the time. Right. He was shooting that. And um, very depressed. I, I have to tell you that I thought for sure I had that job. And I was, man, I was just down in the dumps. And, you know, if anybody knows, like, you know, the job of an actor, it's just rejection after rejection. It's terrible uh, sort of life a job that people would want to do because they see, you know, big stars in the sky right. and, you know, bright lights, big big cities and all that stuff. And, and you know, really what it is is it's a, it's a very hard business and it's harsh. And, uh, you know, so anyway, I, I was, uh, I digress. <laughs> anyway, so I, I was, you know, sitting around and my, the phone rings and I, and I don't get the job and it really put me in a foul mood. And a few days later, my phone rings again, and my agent says, are you sitting down? I said, well, what? You know, I was vacuuming. <laughs> and I, he says, Nick, sit down. i got to talk to you. So I, I shut off the thing. I sit down, and he, I said, well, he goes, yeah, you Saturday's child. And so he goes, well, they decided that they like you so much, they've written a role wow. for you. And so the Vinny Salvucci character was not in the original script Saturday's child. That was added because they wanted me in the picture. And um, the problem for me was that that character was not, it was very undefined. It was, it was, he was almost dropped in here and there for plot, you know, for shock, shock value. You know, oh, he's getting arrested in class. He's, he's fumbling the football. He's, you know, so there's always these like moments but there was no background, nothing to show the audience who he was. Right. And so those are very, very difficult characters to play because you, you know, there's, you know what I mean. You're not, there's no, there's no background. You you don't get a sense of who he is. And I had met with uh, Craig T. Nelson before we started shooting. We were having dinner together, and I had all these notes. You know, as an actor, what am I? How do I play this guy? Where is he from? What kind of family does he come from? Obviously, he's getting arrested. He's a little off the beaten track. He's a little of a bad boy, but he's got a good heart. You know, I was trying to develop a character. And I sat with Craig and had dinner. He got, he got, he ended the dinner pretty quickly saying that you've done too much work. <laughs> you know, I, I'm not doing this. He goes, you know, I, I'm not working like the way you're working. You know, you're like a method actor or this kind of thing. You're just, get out there and do it. And I, I was just looking, because he was the senior actor, right. you know, besides me. I, this is my third movie. I think it was Tom's third or fourth film. I'm not sure. But we, you know, uh, so I, I went to him to try to see if I could get some help, you know, as to what direction I should go in. And he, he was, he was astounded by the amount of work and questions I had. So he, he was no help. 
<laughs> so he, he did nothing. And then Tom didn't really want to do any scenes. He didn't want to, he didn't like the fact that they added that character and he, he and every time we were rehearsing or whatever, he would say, I don't want to do this scene. I don't think this scene belongs in the movie. Wow. Not, it wasn't in the originals. So he was not uh, helpful in that sense either. But we did get along and, and eventually, um, you know, the scenes were good and, you know, I mean, but it was a tough character, so that's what I was trying to get to. It's kind of yeah. long-winded, but you, there's a review of the, I'm trying to find it. Uh, I saw a review um, in some film magazine, and it says, it describes uh, the Vucci character, Sal Vucci. It says, Paul Carafotis is also great as Salvucci, and Pipes even more ill-fated running back. Without much screen time, Carafotis displays a wide range, from comic relief to sympathetic figure to cautionary tale, as Salvucci's life quickly goes down the tubes. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what so, I'm saying. I mean, you, you were not in that too many times, but... I mean, the way we're introduced to you in the typing class, I mean, we can go there. That was pretty, that was a comedy. That was pretty funny. Uh, but then, you know, you had, you had a lot of twists, a, a lot of really, really big moments in, in the storyline. I mean, from, from that, from the fumble to the arrest, I mean, for a guy that wasn't on there too much, you, you had a lot, of, a lot to do with the storyline there. Not that it was, uh, I guess, powerful enough that it, it's affected you and many others, and it, you know, it's, it's forty years old. I mean, it's almost forty years old that movie. Exactly. exactly. It's got to be nineteen eighty-three. Eighty-three. We got about thirty-eight. We're thirty-eight right now. That, that's hard to believe because thirty-eight years ago, I was watching. It's hard it. for me to believe it. <laughs> I was twenty-five when I made that movie. I, mean, I was it's hard for me to. But people keep talking about it. They're like everywhere I go. I mean, listen, my son's a. 13-year-old tremendous baseball player just got a scholarship. Oh, wow. Uh, to play ball, and, uh, you know, he's playing with this, this group, the Honey Badgers, here. I live in a suburb of, I guess, Los Angeles in the northern part of the valley called the La Crescenta is where I'm okay. at. So he's been playing with this team, and they've decided to bestow upon him a, uh, he's got this year free before he goes to uh He's going to be the recipient of what they're calling after him, Charlie Carafotis, the Charlie Carafotis Scholarship. Okay. Baseball Scholarship. That's okay? pretty awesome. And he's the first, re yeah, he's the first recipient. So it's a wonderful thing. And I've been sitting here for days on end trying to put together a promo for the team for him, you know, editing and putting together pieces of his, you know, and, uh, you know, I've written books about him called The Adventures of Charlie Yeah, Bethel. I don't know the children's books, yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's a series of books and music called Single Chocolate. But anybody that's listening, I would appreciate them to go to YouTube, The Adventures of Charlie Bubbles, and subscribe and look at the videos. There's also lots of videos of the songs from the books, but I've also uh, put a couple of videos of his baseball stuff up there. Okay. And they're pretty good. So, uh, yeah, Adventures of Charlie of Bubbles? Yeah, it's a YouTube. That's the name of the series, but the YouTube, to get, you know, go to the channel, you can. And there, there's many videos. Like, we have 
songs and videos and but I also now am using that since the books are about Charlie and one of the books is Charlie Bubbles the Fenway, which he helped write when he was about seven years old. Um I put his baseball stuff up there. So, um, and at the moment, I'm actually doing a two-and-a-half-minute promo for the Charlie Carabota scholarship so they can use uh, whatever they want to use it for. You know, they can put it up. Or They have you know, the Honey Badgers is the name of the team uh, that he's on, and uh, they have a, uh, I guess they have, uh, what is it called? Instagram, which I have too. Yeah. These are Adventures yeah. of Charlie Bubbles Instagram. We got all that stuff. You can look me up on those things too. Enjoying Charlie Bubbles YouTube. I just subscribed to the Adventures of Charlie Bubbles YouTube channel, and I well, I want everybody you know, any of your friends, all your friends, your girlfriends, your kids, your wives, your Lovers, your concubines, <laughs> and I'm talking to you, Steve, since, you know, this is the payment. Yes, sir. Doing your I show. will definitely share so Everybody I'm... in your immediate group, your family, your cousins, your whatever you got going there, I want them all. I want everybody to join. It doesn't cost anything. You subscribe. You can watch a video make a nice uh, statement. You can like the videos, you know, all that stuff. It's, uh, that's very helpful. It is going very, uh, kind of you and helpful. It is going on my Facebook page right now, and I'll be posting that shortly to to for them to to subscribe to it. So, you talk about a little bit about talking about all the right movies, and one of the things I want to talk to you about, and you mentioned this when we talked the first time. How real were those football scenes? You guys, and I've heard back when when I used to watch this movie that they were real. You guys were really doing that, and. Uh, I think you you laid yeah, we played you, we played yeah you laid we some wood on Tom Cruise didn't you? Oh yeah, baby. Uh, we both. <laughs> yeah, I sent him to the hospital. It's actually in the movie. It is. I it's saw it. Pra- it's the practice scene right before uh, Craig T. Nelson gets on tank for not making a good play because you're running the ball and you both put your head down and you pop him. I saw it. That's the one. Yeah, you popped him pretty good. Yeah, you you popped him pretty good. I saw it after you after you told me that morning about it. I went back and watched it, and I said, "That's got to be what he's talking about there." Yeah, you popped him pretty good. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So did did you have any checked out? Did you have any a concussion from that, or was it just him? Oh no, no. But but they they were protecting him. They sent him to the to the hospital. So I said, "Well, what about me? Uh, I didn't take the afternoon off. I'll go with them." So we both went together, and then we went and got a beer afterwards. And uh, I think we stole a cop car. Oh wow! <laughs> we did, yeah, we, we we had some fun there. I mean, we had, we we were crazy. You know, we said uh, it was a good time, man. You know, it was a good time. We were in Johnstown, Pennsylvania. Yeah. It was, um, this is where they had the big flood, and everybody kept bringing me outside to show me the buildings where the flood line was. That was the, and, but we were always trying to chase the girls and have a few beers. Yeah, how how doing. was it on that set? How close? I mean, what was who were some of the guys you were closest to on the set, and and how good was was the atmosphere on the set? Well, um, because we were a team, you know, we did a lot of stuff. I mean, we had rehearsals for a week. We, we, were, we got to Johnstown a week early, and we were we spent that entire week playing football. 
and uh, you know, that, that developed. You know, we, we developed the camaraderie. They used a lot of kids from high school. Uh, the high schools there in Johnstown yeah. and I guess Anpipe. Um, but you know, it was a lot of work. I mean, you know, uh, we, you know, it was they were, they were coming after us. I mean, they wanted you know. <laughs> I had the coach. What was his name? It was the Empire coach. He's actually in the movie. He plays the Empire coach in the film. Yeah, he was a, he was a real coach. He was a real coach. He was a real coach because that that was. Uh, they actually said, "Wasn't that the one that kind of like the Stefan Georgevich character was based on a little bit?" Was him? Oh, it might have been. I mean, I, I believe know, that was right. He had, come, uh, he, he had come up to me and he said, "You would you would have made my team." <laughs> so I was glad about that. I didn't like the fact that I had to fumble the ball. No. Uh, and Craig, before we shot that, Craig kept saying to me, you know, we'll, we'll take the ball and run it back for a touchdown. And I was like, what are you talking about? That's the thing. What did you say? Which script have you got? I go, well, it doesn't say that in my script. It says I fumble. Uh, forget it. You know, F, F them. Let's just do it. You know, just just do it, Boots. You can do it. What's uh, you know, going on? You know, and I did it the way it was written. <laughs> but uh, we shot for a, a week in the rain. They had the fire department. They called the fire department in and they they, they rained on us. They took the hoses I was going to ask you about that, that. That field was a sloppy mess. It was like a pig trough. It was a nightmare. And, and it was freezing because it was in, I think it was in March. We shot around the Academy Awards in March back then in 83, yeah. So it was in March around my birthday card. And we shot for a week. We did uh, seven nights in that in that misery, freezing our asses off. Yeah, and I remember putting plastic underneath my uh, uniform because, you know, you just freeze your ears, you know, it was chilled to the bone. It was... And it was hard. It was a it was a fight. It was and we fought. We went out and we played those guys, man. I mean, it was like we were battling. Yeah, that was going to be we one of my questions. Tom was a good athlete. Chris Penn was the guy. I was uh, you know I got to know Chris pretty well. We became pretty good friends when we returned from Johnstown. Um, Leon. Uh, yeah. Tank. Yeah, he became a cop. You know, I'd see him sometimes. Tank is a cop. Yeah, he's a cop now. Oh, okay. he was for a while. I haven't talked to him in years, but uh, I remember seeing him. Um, he was a policeman in Compton, I believe. Okay. And, you know, I'm Greek, and he was playing Nicotankis. He was playing a Greek character. So I used to, <laughs> I used to tease him all the time. We had a lot of... You take my tape, Tank. You take my tape, roll, Tank? Yeah, that was yeah, that yeah. was one of the first things when I texted one of my cousins. Uh, I, I said, I'm going to interview Salvucci DeVooch. He said, ask him if Tank really took his tape roll. And I... <laughs> uh, they did, that was added. That was supposed to be for uh, the kids that played that scene. That sequence was actually written for... Um, what's his name? Leon. Leon? Quarter, no, he was a, Leon. Yeah, Leon. Yeah. So, but they gave it to... They, you know, uh, they kept trying to find more things for me to do. They were trying to increase uh, my role in that movie, and they gave me that and a couple of little bits to do extra bits. But they wanted to, when they tested the movie, I tested the highest. Oh, wow. So the director, Michael Chapman, was trying to convince 20th Century Fox to go shoot 
uh, some more scenes with me. Well, you and had... They wouldn't do it. They said, they said, it's a Tom Cruise movie. It's not a popular photos movie. So that was... That. Wow. But, you know, they did, they did add the scene. Gucci, are you in here? You know, he was in the... Yeah. yeah he was in the, he was, <laughs> if you're in, if yeah, you're in here, in bad trouble. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they added that. That was the one thing that they agreed to do. But they, but uh, it's too bad because it would have been nice to have flushed that character out a little bit more. Yeah, I can't imagine. And look, I'm serious. And when I say this, I'm not blowing smoke up your butt or anything. If you'd have been in that more, you probably would have overshadowed him because just being in it, the, like I said, the scenes you were in, you made a big impact on a lot of a lot of people. Talk about when they talk about all the right moves. Talk about Vuj, Vuj, Vinny. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, you know, he he didn't want to work. He didn't want to do any scenes with me after he saw the first day that he was, you know, he was like, you know, eh, you know, he, he didn't want to shoot stuff. And I would say, no, well, what are we going to do instead? I'm here. <laughs> yeah, and uh, you know, it's a shame that things go the way they do, but that's the way it went. And he became a big star, and uh, you know, was a journeyman actor. You know? Right. Well, what was it like really working with uh, working with Leah Thompson? Well, Leah was sweet. You know, I think that Leah, both Leah and Chris, um, for different reasons. You know, she was she had a hard time. They did not. I don't think. I think that they were expecting something else I, you know like i don't really how do you say this without getting in trouble <laughs> oh okay no, you know, I, I i thought that i thought that they they the, the rumor was in the room on the set that, that she wasn't up to snuff they didn't think that she was quite holding her own to, with the rest of us oh. and she wasn't as uh you know she 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 needed to come up a few notches, you know, and that's what they. I guess the the producers didn't really uh, direct it. They didn't. They weren't too keen on her after okay. she was hired. In fact, I thought she they were almost going to fire her. And same with Chris Penn. Really, but Chris for for a different set of reasons because Chris was nutty. You know, he was like seventeen or eighteen, and he was he was wild. He was always outside my room, on with a boombox. You know, like, you know, I'd be busy in there with some young lady from whatever was going on. And I'd and open the door to go downstairs and get something to drink or whatever. And it'd be Chris sitting there playing music, you know, outside my door. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, wow. So, uh, but we, we, we hung out, though. I like Chris a lot. He was very endearing. He was crazy, but he was an endearing soul. He was sweet. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so he, he, he was actually a very good actor, Chris. But oh yeah, you know, he would fall. He would fall asleep in between takes and he, shenanigans that were going on, you know, with him constantly. And uh, I think that he might have been pissing some people off, or uh, there was some something going on that they thought that he would be let go as well. But that didn't happen. So it was good because he, he did a he was he did a great job in that movie. So I heard it weird in the end. She, she looked. She oh yeah, job look, I, I, you telling me that is is surprising to me. I thought she did a, a pretty good job with uh with the Lisa Litsky character, but uh maybe I'm well. Not. I think what happens is that you know people you know the perceptions change. You know, you get to the set. You know, I remember we were all here in Los Angeles. And I remember meeting you know Tom and Leah over at Fox, and you know. 
you know, he is different. You know, you, you get on the plane, you go there, and you're trying to put this character together, and, you know, sometimes you lose, uh, you know, you lose a little bit, or you gain a little bit, or, you know, if something happens in sort of a translation, and, you know, who knows? I mean, you know, the director's first time directing, uh, right. you know, you know, it's different, you know, it's a harder job than people imagine. I've directed a couple of things. You know, you got everybody asking a thousand questions. And, you know, you're looking for people just to show up and be it, do it. You know, right. you don't want to have you want one less headache. So you got to talk to actors, and you got to you know sometimes you know really you know they're, they're doing stuff that you want them to do stuff differently, and then you got to take a lot of time sometimes. You know, yeah. So so for those two guys, for both Chris and Leah, you know, for different reasons, of course, there, there was a there were some moments. Right. Okay. So, but as the cast, we got together every night up at Tom's suite. Tom had a, a, a two rooms put together at the Holiday Inn. He had, uh, you know, so we would go up and we would, you know, constantly play the characters. He was big on calling me the Vooch, and he wanted me to call him Steph, like every day, off camera, on camera, you know, and that kind of stuff. So, so he you know, that was that's the memory time. I had. Yeah, he was, uh, you know, he he also, you know, uh, was, uh, could be a little harsh to the to the locals, you know, the kids that were playing the football players and stuff. Tom, Tom demanded everybody to be, a, you know, uh, to a certain level. And if he were, didn't feel like you were giving it to him, you know, he, he, could, be, he could be tough on you. So yeah. there was a lot of that going on. That wasn't very nice. And I used to have to tell Tom now, Tom, you're the star of this movie, and they're looking up to you, and they're not accurate. They don't know what we do and how we achieve those things that we do. So you have to take it easy and give them a little break. Yeah, cause that was, you had a lot of extras in that movie. That, that, those, uh, there was, I think there's a scene, and I could, I, I'm just at the near the end of the Walnut Heights game when. Before the fumble, when they make the stop at the goal line and the defense is celebrating, there's a kid out there. I think he's number 64. I don't know if you ever noticed it or not, but he's got to be an extra because everybody's celebrating like the regular crew. The, the, the cast is celebrating up there, and they're just like really going. And this kid gives a barely a little jump with not even his hands up in there. He just kind of goes, uh, like I was like, Wow, you could get a little more excited than that, <laughs> but he's got to be an extra. Yeah, we, we, use, we use a lot of extra. You know, you got to remember that Johnstown, uh, you know, was the steel, like the story kind of depicts of what really happened there. Because right. Johnstown was America, Americana, you know, in the 50s, 60s, and just into the 70s before uh, the steel mill shut down or started to shut down. And they made, uh, Paul Newman went there to do Slap Shot. They, they shot the movie Slap Shot in Johnstown. And they, and that was in the heyday of the steel mills. So they couldn't get anybody. You know, they couldn't get anybody to show up at the hockey games and blah, blah, blah. They couldn't get any extras. Uh, conversely, on All the Right Moves, you know, the, the town was depressed at that point, you know. Right. The, the big era of the steel mills had passed. Uh, people were out of work. So we shot at that football field seven nights, and every night we had 10,000 people there. Wow. 
Okay? And yeah. we were just giving away, you know, prizes and turkeys and a bike and whatever. And people came. You know, and uh, that's the story there. Yeah, that's probably a lot of people don't know, but uh, that's that's what they, uh, that's how they did it. I mean, you know, you remember, you know, it was a big depression. That area was all depressed by that point, you know. And, like, people were taking, I told you, they were taking us outside going, and there's where the water line was for the flood. <laughs> I mean, that was, that's what they were showing me, you know. So... So how scripted the were nice to me. Oh yeah, I bet so. I bet they were nice to the Vooch. Uh how scripted they were nice to the Vooch. <laughs> how scripted were the were the football was the football game at Walnut Heights? I know like you said you said the the fire department came out there and did the rain. That was gonna be one of my questions, was that something planned? But like the the last drive with Walnut Heights was it scripted for them to get down? I'm sure it was scripted for them to get down the field, but how scripted was it during that game, the scenes of that game? We shot, it was all written. It was, I, I, you know, in my memory, it's a long time ago now, but right. I, like I said, Craig, Craig came to me. We had a meeting in his room or whatever with all the actors, and he wanted me to run and score a touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I told him that, I said, when I look at my check, it doesn't say Craig T. Nelson. Exactly. <laughs> so when you run the studio, I'll do what you're asking me to do. But, and, you know, right now you're not paying my salary, so I'll do it the way it's written in the script, even though I didn't want to. And even right. though I, you know, it did cross my mind several times. Not to follow. that for about a night. We did that, we did, I don't, know, you know, I don't know how long we worked on that, but it was long, and it was miserable, and, you know, it was four inches of water, but yeah. after, after the, you know, mud and muck, mire. Uh, but I think, as I remember, I'd have to look at the script now, my script is underneath my house in the box, <laughs> and, it, and uh, I'd have to go look at it and go look at my notes. And uh, I probably should have done that, but you know I didn't know what you were going to ask. So right, I got you. I believe I believe at this point, and you know, you know that it was the way it was written. Everything you see in that movie uh, was pretty much what was in the script. Yeah, and, and like I said, there were scenes that they gave Boots to do. They gave my character to do, like the the tape. People was somebody else's scene, but they switched and gave it to him. I don't think anybody could have done it better than you or what you did. Save it for the field, Salvatore. Yeah, for the field, Salvatore. <laughs> yeah, when, when he kicks uh, him off the bus, do I have a little moment with him there? Or he comes down to talk to him after practice or something, and I, think and that's, I see him. I, I think that's what after practice. See, yeah, I see, we see him, and I go, how you doing? That's it. We just give each other a little, you know, like little bits like that. They were, they were always trying to get me in something else, a little extra something. They were, they were trying, which is nice of them to do. It's too bad that they didn't really get Fox to um, go along with more. But, yeah, might have changed my life. Do you think, now, this wasn't your typical football movie, because this was one of the first football movies I've been watching where, you know, you didn't win the big game. Do you think it would have had as much effect if you guys went on to win that game? You know, that's a good question. No, but the story, you know, if we had won the game and he still doesn't get the, yeah, maybe, because, you know, the, the movie, 
you know, everybody was expecting a lot of action for that film, and it didn't really, it's more or less disappointed at the box office. That movie's become way more popular since it came out yep. on video and TV and, you know, because every Super Bowl it plays 20 times and, <laughs> you know, they're always running that movie. So, but, you know, that's a good point. I mean, who knows? You know, well, if, if we had won the game, maybe people would have felt better about it. I don't know. Well, it's a downer. The movie's a little bit of a downer. It is. It is. I mean, it's it's real life. It, I mean, exactly. You know, that's, that's, that's what the effect is. It's real life. Because a lot of these football movies you see, oh, they go on and win. And, you know, it's fine. I, I enjoy those it's movies. Fine. But, you know, they, they win the big game and, and life's hunky-dory. But a lot of times life doesn't work out like that. If y'all end up winning that game, the whole storyline has to change. Because Steph's probably not going to fuss with Nickerson in the locker room and get kicked off the team and then get blackballed down the road, you're probably, the Vulture is probably going to end up getting a scholarship because he doesn't fumble the ball. So it kind of messes up the whole storyline. And you, I mean, you don't want that. You want, you know, I think it's perfect the way it is. You know, losing the game, it shows real life and how you're supposed to handle things after a loss. And, uh, you know, of course, Nickerson, Craig T. Nelson doesn't handle it too well. But uh, that's another story. But, yeah, I think it's, it's great the way it is. Well, nobody, 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 you know, in human nature, nobody handles losing well. No. <laughs> you know? Nobody and wants so to lose. That's part of the thing that's, it part, you know, I tell my kid all the time, I said, you know, to know how to win, you have to, you have to understand how to lose. I mean, you know, you got to, you know, it's, life is two, two-way street, you know? It's a two-way street. And, and, and uh, for that movie, basically it's pretty gritty um i haven't seen it in a while i'm you know my son's now 13 and maybe next year i'll show it to him right or maybe he's old enough now i uh, can't remember if that's r or pg it's r it's r it's r yeah yeah because the one scene yeah yeah i get the big rod <laughs> but you know the other scene the other scene that I really liked that was difficult was the breakdown scene after we lose and I'm in the locker room I, that was going to be a question right. I was going to ask you how hard was that to do that well it's always hard to muster that kind of emotion when you're filming because you know you're in a room now filled with people it's cold the cameras it's light However, the only scene that we rehearsed when I got, I was at a football. The only scene that the director got us all together to rehearse was that scene. And in that scene, you know, in the rehearsal, I just got off a plane and I went, we went to go in the hotel down to, to some room in the hotel and we, we did that scene and, and I cried in the rehearsal. And I think that he wanted to see if I could do it. <laughs> Cause that was that was a, that's a tough scene to pull off. Yeah, it is. I'm fascinated. And, 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 and in fact, I had to do ADR, which is uh, I had to go back in after we finished the movie because people were affected by the, my emotion. They, they it was too much, so I had to go in and cry less. Oh wow, Steve. <laughs> yeah. I had to go in and do ADR, which is, uh, you know, additional dialogue recording, which it's a technical term for Proud making list. movies. Wow. ADR. So I went in and I had to cry left. It was really odd. I, I remember 
calling Michael Chapman on the phone and saying, what am I doing? He goes, you know, it's very weird. Um, yeah, you got to come in. You scored over 90 on the, uh, when they sent the movie, they, they test the movie and the characters, and they wanted to see more of Vinny Salvucci. But the only other thing that they wrote about was that uh, the emotion was that made them feel uncomfortable. <laughs> So I had to go back and, and actually cry less. <laughs> Jeez. So that's that's another memory I have of uh, boy, you're bringing up a lot of stuff that I haven't thought about in years, Steve. Yeah, that's 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 pretty pretty bad. Yeah, you had to cry I cried all night. I had to stay. I, in fact, I asked uh, Michael. I said, uh, "Should I? What should I do? How am I going to? How do I prepare for this?" He said, "Either you go out all night or go to bed right now." So I went out all night. <laughs> How close? Now let me ask you this: as far as being a Joker and like like the Vooch was, how close were you to that character? Well, um, how close was Paul to Vinny being Vinny? Well, I mean, I played him, so I'd have to say he was a lot like me, right? Uh, you know, obviously, because, you know, uh, again, you know, there's not, you don't have a lot of time to uh, pick things out, and, you know, spend time in Johnson and go find somebody that, you know, you can, you know, relate to or see or watch. It's not a real character. They made it up because they liked me. So, it basically, it was, you know, whatever I came up with. So, naturally, um, you know, I, I would have to say it was pretty close right. you know, to um, me. Although I, I would, I would say I was a little happier of a guy. Right. I would say that I was more. I mean, Paul in general was more upbeat and you know personable. I think uh, I think that the Vooch character had a lot of demons. Yeah, definitely, definitely did. Were you surprised? You know, he, a, I don't think I, I think I don't think that Booch had a good family life. I, I you know I was very close with my in fact my father came down while we were my brother came too. But my dad had come down and spent uh, maybe four days down there and he got the you know, he, he was great. my father was the, the greatest and everybody loved him and I would go to because I was shooting that first week. The first six or seven days, it was all my scenes. So all the stuff with the coach and the crying and all that, everything was done the first week. Anything you see me in pretty much was filmed the first week we were there. And um, my dad had come down, and it was Johnstown, you know. And so I would be, you know, because I had to get up at 5 o'clock in the morning, I'd go to bed, and, you know, my my room, the drawer of my hotel room would blast open, and my father's, you know, Chris Penn and Tom and every, and they're all coming into my room, and I'm like, well, what's going on? And my father goes, get up, we're going for Chinese food. <laughs> and I said, Dad, Dad, this is Johnstown. There's no Chinese places. He goes, I found one. He goes, I, I found one. Let's go. And I go, I, I gotta wait, I gotta, I gotta film in three hours. And then yeah, everybody would just file back out, and Chris Penn would come up to me in the bed, and he'd say, he's the kid. And you're the old man. <laughs> and then I go, yeah, okay. Meanwhile, those guys didn't have to shoot. And then when Chris did stay out all night, he'd fall asleep in between the takes. So there you go. <laughs> different, different strokes for different folks. 
So, and I did an episode of Different Strokes. This is my first TV. Yeah, I was getting ready to say that. That's going to come up in a minute because you had a you got like a uh, a big list of movie of 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 the TV shows I used to watch back as a kid. I'm have to go back and watch these and find you on these. But how, were you surprised, and are you still surprised today at the reception that all the right moves got? I am. I am. Uh, I, it was very disheartened back in the day because it didn't do well. Right. I, I thought for sure, you know, because Tom was coming off of. Uh, Risky business, and you know, I mean, I thought the movie was going to be a big movie, and and for the first couple of days when it first got released, there was that buzz. You know, people were recognizing me. I did bars or restaurants, and they just come from seeing it, and so there was a lot of buzz about it. But it it didn't do it didn't do what I thought it was going to do for me. I mean, you know, it didn't affect uh, you know Chris or Tom. Or Leah, for that matter, or Craig. But, you know, it did not uh, elevate me, which I was hoping it was going to do. You know, move me into the A-movie syndrome. And that may have something to do with um, uh, the, the, the politics of Hollywood and so on and so forth. But then uh, it's life, you know. So, that's, what was the question? <laughs> you, you, I think you pretty much said it. High surprise were were you at the reception it gets and still today that it gets? Well, today, you know, it's quite it's different. I mean, today it's, it, I'm far more uh, tickled. Yeah, tickled. Uh, you know, it's, it's amusing in a way that people, I mean, like I say, my son plays baseball, I've coached him, and all the guys I'm coaching against are, you know, big all the right news fans. Oh, know? yeah. One guy up here. One guy up here calls me the Gooch, and I go, no, that's the Gooch. No, it's the Gooch. The character, it's, it's the Gooch, you know, and then I started calling him, uh, I made up a name for him, calling him uh, Keg Head. And I said, okay, Keg, good talking. He goes, why are you calling me Keg? I said, why do you call me the Gooch? He goes, well, that's your name. That was your name in the movie. I go, no, it's not. I go, it's not. It's you, know, watch it. you better go home and watch it again. Exactly. Watch the movie again. <laughs> So I'm, I'm more or less uh, happy with the reaction all these years uh, that, you know, people send me stuff. There's, there's reviews written that, uh, that say, like, I, I, the one I found that I think I read earlier on the show was, yeah. like, you know, that somebody that actually saw the movie and actually saw what I was doing, that guy that wrote that review, because that's exactly how I took each, each scene, because it was not a through line. So I had to make up. So I was trying to be funny, like and I, like when you brought up sleeping on the bus. That right. was I did deliberately did that to be different. And I know when I saw the movie, people laughed. Yeah, like oh, when yeah. it cuts to me sleeping, like everybody's tense and bopping and doing and chewing and you know staring out the window. They cut to me and I'm sleeping. <laughs> and it got a laugh, and it was what I was trying. It was it was exactly what I was trying to say. Definitely. And that character, you know. So, so I, I, you know, that character really touched all the, you know, for me, it was a, a hard job in that sense, but, you know, that people appreciate it. Yeah. Oh, hold on a second, would you? Hold on. Yes, sir. Can you hold on? Hold I sure on. can. You there? Yes, sir. Okay. Sorry, but that was one of my son's coaches. Uh, as I said, I put together this uh, two and a half minute video of his uh, showing him off and, you know, getting kids to talk about him and the coaches and so on and so forth. So 
that was one of the coaches I wanted to make sure I spelled his name right. Okay, I got you. Anyway, so I, I digress. So, what was the next question, Steve? Let's talk a little bit. You know, you went out. You, I didn't realize really till I did my research on you. All these great TV shows you played in. You had it, like you said, you had an episode of Different Strokes. One of my favorite TV shows out there from the past, Greatest American Hero. Uh, oh, jeez, yeah. <laughs> loved that show. I mean, that was a great show. Great theme song, great show. Didn't last long enough to be. And then, of course, you had a, 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 a really good role, Harold Dyer and Knott's Landing, which I wasn't... Oh, Knott's Landing, yeah, that was yeah, great. Yeah, I wasn't that a big was fan dope. of soaps back then and stuff. I've watched them in my older age, but I do remember Knott's Landing being the spinoff of Dallas. So what was it like working on Knott's Landing? Wow. Knott's uh, Landing was, uh, that was, that was a big picture because I didn't know anything about the show. You know, I, I'd done a, several movies and that's where, that's the direction I wanted to go. I wanted to be a movie star. So I was right. doing movies. So I only did, a few uh, TV shows up until that point. I mean, uh, Different Strokes is one. I did Hotel, which was my favorite. Oh, right. yeah, I remember Hotel. I played. Victor Polito. Yeah, it was a cool show. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And I played a director at that hotel, and I worked with Stuart Granger, and we got off great. We, we hit it off, and very funny stories with him, because he was a, you know old Hollywood actor, and he was very late in the set. And he used to have all his uh, dialogue written on these big cardboards and they put them around. And I, I was like, God, oh, Jesus Christ, can't you just learn the lines? I mean, it was like, oh. and, uh, <laughs> 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 you know, and he would, he would, uh, I would take an eyepiece and look through this thing and say, young man, if you ever do this again while I'm in the middle of my soliloquy, I'll shove that eyepiece <laughs> to your eye to your brain. And I'd say, you know, Stuart, if, if you showed up on time and knew your lines, we'd be at lunch. And he'd say, young man, you don't know who I am, but your mother does. And I said, you mean my grandmother. <laughs> so, so, yeah. So he, he uh, took a shine to me, and he would stop at 4 o'clock and say, Paul and I have to have uh, tea. And that meant we got to have a drink together and told me to his trailer. So we became pals. And so, anyway, yeah, but Knott's Landing, uh, that was a little later. That was about... 19, yeah, 1988 uh, to 1990. 88. Yeah, 88. So I had just started, uh, just beat Jim Carrey, okay? How about this? I beat Jim Carrey out of Speed in a remake of Journey to the Center of the Earth. Right. Okay? And, I didn't know that. That's uh, great. <laughs> yeah, and uh, he he remembers me because I got the job, but he became a big star, and I wasn't. I was just a little shithead. <laughs> and my wife thinks so. She just came in and said, you still are. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, my wife said the same thing, too. Yeah, well, there you go. Anyway, so she'll think that on Valentine's Day when she wakes up and finds cold her bloomers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your bloomers. And your bloomers. And your bloomers. Oh. <laughs> She's all right. Listen, uh, my wife's getting frisky. I might have to cut this short. But listen, anyway. Yeah, you me, but if you need to cut it short with with that, I understand. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just teasing. I'm just teasing. Don't worry about it. Just let me get a cup of fuel and I'll be right back. Hold on. <laughs> 
Oh, I need it. I'm ready. No Larry Cheese. Anyway, so Nas Lanny <laughs> came at a time where I did not know what Nas Lanny was. Oh, yeah. Uh, I got a call to go down to go do an audition. I went down. I just quit smoking. And I got there, and uh, at that time, you could smoke in the offices, and people were smoking all around me. I was getting very agitated. <laughs> And I almost got into a fist fight with another actor. Because <laughs> he was smoking a cigar. And I was going, can you, can you take the fucking cigar outside, you fat fuck? And just, just go outside and smoke that. You know, please, you know. And he's like, hey, I'll smoke if I want. And so I said, oh, yeah. And he goes, oh, yeah. And then next thing, the door opens. They go, Paul Carafoto. So they, they call me in just as I'm, I'm ready to punch this guy in the face. <laughs> And I go in there, I must have gave a great performance. So I got the job. And I didn't know what Nars Lane was. I didn't know. I knew Donna Mills. I knew, you know, uh, a few of the characters. I knew, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, you know, Ted Kennedy. Who did you saw? What was the guy's name? Uh, William Devane. William Devane. Yeah. Devane was. But my favorite, of course, was. Well, Donna Mills was my favorite, but. Yeah, she was but, pretty uh, hot by uh, then. Kevin Dobson, you know, he and yeah. I just hit it off with everybody. I, I was actually very lucky because they liked me on that show. But I, I had two shows to go do, and the next thing you know, they kept writing, 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 and then I ended up doing 50 shows. And, uh, so it was a fantastic ride for me. Uh, that was true fame. All the rest of it was bullshit. I never knew what thing. I thought, like, I did heading to Broadway, and I went to Las Vegas, and people recognized me, and I... I did uh, all the right movies, and I went into a bar and something. But when I got on Knott's Landing, <laughs> that was a shot like like being shot out of a cannon. I mean, it was intense. I mean, I would go to the gym to work out, and I'd look down as I'm washing my hair, looking at my feet, and there'd be another pair of feet right near me. You know, I'd look up, and there's a guy standing there going, <laughs> Do you over? You really love her? <laughs> tell me, my wife will kill me. I tell her I see at the gym and she wants to know, and I gotta ask her. I go, Can I finish washing my hair? <laughs> and, uh, you know, and, and so this, this is the kind of shit that would happen, you know, and it was, it was insane. Uh, and it was a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, and you also. You also on Night Rider. I mean, an episode of Night Rider? I mean, oh, with the Hasselhoff. Night Rider, well. Okay, David Hasselcock. I mean Hasselhoff. He, um, <laughs> all right, so we did this show. We shot that in November, probably early December, that episode. I went back to Boston, which is where I'm from. And I went out that night with my sister, my, one of my sisters, I had four sisters. One of them out, we were at this club in Boston. I go into this club, and who the hell is David Hasselcock? I mean, Hasselhoff. <laughs> so, <laughs> he and I hook up and we're having drinks and blah, blah, blah. And he's got a limousine. He pulls me and goes, come on, we're going to go. We're going to go party. Uh, and he's just grabbing girls. And he's pulling me into the, the back seat of the limousine. And he puts his hand out and grabs my sister's hand. And I, and I took his hand and I broke their hands apart. And I said, not her. <laughs> she wanted to go, but I, I knew it was going to happen you know, back at the hotel. So I said, you, you, you can't come. So he was a lot of fun, Dave, I have to say. He was uh, yeah. he was a little nutty, 
but he was, he always liked him to do John Wayne impersonations, and he's always a lot singer, yeah? I'm like, he's making face of that, making him tell stories. <laughs> she can't take it, she's a talent, she's very talented. Uh, about all her boyfriends. But I can't say any of my stuff. <laughs> You're kidding. This guy's hey, hilarious. Hello, Steve. Hello, Steve. That's my wife. That's Tony and beautiful little Italian spitfire from Youngstown. You know, you know the Youngstown massages, don't you? Oh, really? <laughs> Do you know the Youngstown No, Youngstown yeah, cause tell me, what, can you say <laughs> that? The machine gun. So, very close to Georgetown where I did all that move. Right, yeah, yeah, Pennsylvania. She so, was a fan of not playing, not, uh, She wasn't a fan of all the right moves? Well, she hasn't seen, you ever seen her? She, she's never seen it. She's never seen all the right moves. Yeah, well, you would have been 13. Yeah, yeah that was cute. But we're going to have, we'll have an all the right moves. Uh, yeah, you, you, you need, you yeah, need to let her watch. The typing class scene. <laughs> yes, well, she lives that. She knows about the typing <laughs> class scene. She, she gets that every night. I hear you. I hear you. Well, look, <laughs> tell me a little bit. You know, you do you're not only an actor, but you, you write, you direct, or produce. Tell me about this short film you did, Club Soda. Oh, well, Club Soda, you know, I'm sober. I am a sober member of uh, the Sober Land. <laughs> I stopped drinking in 2002. Right. And that is a depiction of uh, a young actor, which would be me, in New York. I got a job working at a bar that had uh, somebody robbed. They put a hole in the ceiling, came through the ceiling, and they uh, stole and robbed the joint. So my boss at that time, you know, I was a busboy, so he said, you want to make an extra 50 bucks a week? And you come in and clean and blah, 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 blah. And, and you help the bartender set back up and you guard the hole. Make sure nobody comes through the hole. The guy was a drunk. He was nuts. Uh, right. So I, I took for actually 50 bucks and said, sure. So I used to do this every night and stayed until 7 in the morning until the sun came up. And uh, my wife just got naked. And I, 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 lost, I, lost a, I lost my train of thought. Okay. I'm sorry, Stephen. But oh, no, this is hilarious. I love this. This is hilarious. All right, so, so uh, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a portion of my life. At 18 years old, when I first left Boston, I went to New York and was working in this bar. I changed some things around. But it's a story. It's a, it's a morality story. And it's a supernatural story. Uh, because I always believe that, you know, we do have a spiritual life and a guide coming. And at that time, I was so, I just had gotten sober. Right. So I was writing, doing a lot of writing. And I wrote this little short that turned into Club Soda, right. which James Gandolfini, those of you who might remember him from the Sopranos. Sopranos, yeah. And Lou Gossett Jr., Academy Award winner. Iron Eagle. Yeah, Iron Eagle, there you go. And all these guys, you know, came and did the movie. It's a fantastic little film. It's 23 minutes. It's uh, kind of a little piece of my uh, early time in New York. The characters are all real people that I knew. Uh, a couple of them are still friends, although one just passed away. The guy, uh, Jack Foley, 
one of my buddies, but uh, Mike had a guy still around that he was playing with Joe, Joe Mantegna played him. I should have been in it. I should have put myself in it. And it was a mistake not to do so. But uh, it was a great experience, and it's won a bunch of awards, and uh, people tend to like it. Jerry, Jerry Pat unfortunately passed away. We were going to make the feature film, but it didn't happen. So. Wow. What about what about the play you wrote, Beyond the Ring? Okay, that's a story I wrote um, after my okay. I, in 1992, my father I, I left Knott's Landing, or they they actually bought me out of my contract, and my father got sick with cancer. He had pancreatic cancer, oh, and. Man. He was my cheerleader. He was the guy that, you know, really I was doing, you know, I wanted, to, he was vicariously living through my uh, my successes, you know, come to set, fly to California. He liked being around all the Hollywood movie stars and, and all the stuff. He was uh, very well liked, follow my father. He was, uh, I should say, well loved, you know, by anybody that met him. He was, he had the, he had the Midas touch, you know, with, Kings, queens, and, and peasants. He, he touched everybody. And every job I worked, he would come to, they all fell in love with him. You know, they forgot about me, but they, they, they gravitated towards my dad. And he loved what I was doing, and he enjoyed it tremendously. And then he got sick, and it was a bad time for me. Uh, I lost I lost my way, you know, and uh, I lost him. And, you know, with, along with losing him, pretty much my career, everything. I didn't care. I was cut afloat, drifting, you know, drowning mostly, you know, uh, trying to gasp for air most of the time, trying to find my way, but I was lost for a long time. So that's where my drinking and drugs and all that stuff took took a hold of me and uh, went to another level. Uh, I should have really stopped at that time. But it took another 10 years, and I finally found my way. I got sober and got a beautiful family, and things yeah. are all good now. The but that was a rough time. That 10 years, that decade was... Me too. Yeah. Uh, that, that was a very tough time. And I was about 33 years old, and, uh, you know, I was strong and... Uh, vibrant and, you know, full of piss and vinegar, and I just let it get away, and uh, it was just, uh, looking back, you know, it's, yeah, I still miss the guy, you know, my son, Oh, yeah, definitely, I, I know my, you do. I tell, my, I, tell my, I tell stories about my father to my kids, my son especially, he's, uh, he's got his namesake, he was Charlie, my father was Charlie California, and so is my son, and, uh, you know, he's, uh, He's a carrying guy, honey. Have a great skate. Thank you. I'm hard. The rock. I'm doing a podcast. My daughter's got a cute little butter. Oh she's going off. She's going off to skate now. So, honey, watch out for the boys and go skate to shop. Anybody gets me, and just cut them right in half with those skates. That's right. That's right. I, I got a, I got a seven, <laughs> I got a daughter getting ready to turn seventeen. I know exactly what you mean. So, I'm telling you, my daughter's you know, thirteen, and she's she's smoking, and, and you know she can't wait. This pandemic is, you know, the best thing about the pandemic. Even when you have a boy, you have to worry about one dick. When you have a girl, you have to worry about all the dicks. So, <laughs> definitely, pretty much definitely. That's pretty much what's going on, and she's she's way ahead, advanced 
knew my son. She's always talking about penis this and oh my god and my boobs and my boobs are going to be so big and I just go, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. Stop it, Stop it now. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you know, it's, you, but you can't. I mean, you know, every nah. year this is what's happening, you know. And so the pandemic uh, has been a blessing on that level because they've been home. So right. So they them to school. But, but this will come to an end at some point, and, uh, you know, then it's back on. Sure. Yeah, definitely. And I'll be with a shotgun on my porch going, okay, boy, you stay right there. <laughs> He's all right, boy. Yeah, they'd look. for you. Yeah, it's 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 something you know. I've had she's my daughter's had a couple of boyfriends, and it's been it's been really really different when to meet them for the first time. Because I remember being the guy, you know, I had I actually had one girl I dated that did that was cleaning his gun when I went to the house, and I'm like, is this for real? I mean, I, I've always heard about this, but I've never had it happen. But he was yeah, he was cleaning his gun when I went to his house to, to pick her up, so. Yeah, well, he did that on purpose. Oh yeah, definitely. I know he did. I, I, I mean, I can't blame him for it, but uh, you know, it was kind. Of, it was kind of weird. He did it on purpose. That was a message you sent it to Steve. Yeah, and you sent that message to little Steve. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, you sent that message to say little Steve, got any ideas? Because you don't got enough blood to run two heads. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, God did not give you enough blood to run the upstairs and and the downstairs. Yeah. Well, look, Mister Carafotis, I'm I'm not going to take up any more of your time. Right? Now. I can't tell you how. No, much. no, no, Steve. We can't we can't end it on that. All right, where you want to end it on? I could talk all night now. You whatever you want to end it on. Oh well, yeah, I got a few more minutes. I mean, you, we've been on the phone for over an hour, but. Certainly, if you got any more questions you'd like to ask me, uh, you want to talk about the books. You want to talk yeah, about talk the music. Bit, talk about talk about the books because we're like I said, we're going to. I'm going to put whatever links you got. I'm going to put on my Facebook page and on my Twitter. So, we'll talk a little bit about the uh, the music in the book because that music it goes with with uh, the Charlie with Charlie with stuff. Yeah, it goes with that. Charlie too. Bubbles. Yeah, the, the Adventures of Charlie Bubbles. Go ahead, Steve. Say it. The Adventures of Charlie Bubbles, and you guys remember That's that. Cause we're going to have this Steve. one more time. Steve. Come on, the Steve. Adventures of Charlie Bubbles. That's right. Charlie Bubbles is a character who blows a bubble and flies off for adventures, and he's got little animals that he meets along the way that are either uh, frayed or old and used up, and they form a band of mystic kind of characters, and they help Charlie find his way home. And it's a lessons about empathy and friendship, and they're really great books for kids and parents because, especially what's going on in the world today, exactly. you know, nothing like a little empathy for everybody. And Charlie yeah. Bubbles is all about the empathy and being uh, thoughtful, loving, and kind, and uh, that's what we need. So there are four books, three. Uh, the Adventures of Charlie Bubbles and Charlie Bubbles: The Smart School. And then Charlie Bubbles the Fenway, where Charlie wants to become a baseball star. His favorite team is the Boston Red Sox. And then there's a coloring book, and then we have a CD called Sing with Charlie Bubbles, a bunch of songs that I think are very good, very poppy, uh, toe-tapping numbers that, that we wrote and performed, and they, they go with the, you don't necessarily need them with the books, but if you like the books, you get the music, you know, and they're available on Amazon.com and 
uh, iTunes and all those places that you can uh, get your books and your music. Um, of course, uh, you guys are all, uh, I don't know who's listening uh, in on this. I mean, what's your, right. um, where do you, who's listening to you? It's, it's people are all over, I've, I've, I'm in different countries, uh, all over the United States, and I'm in, I think they said like the, the last logistics I did was like 30 different countries, so you never know, you never know who might be listening to us right now. Okay. Are we live? No, we're not live. No. <laughs> I am watching, though, Charlie's baseball journey right now. And this kid, you know. Oh, you got it on you? Yeah. Ah, the, 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 the inside the park home run? Yeah. Wow. He's pretty talented. Are you he watching can hit. The what, first one? The second. Oh, no, the boys are, Oh, the second one. Okay. Yeah. Well, well, the first one is from when he's like little to eight years old. Right. And the second one's from eight to 12. And he's now just like I said, got that scholarship. He's thirteen. He's going into high school next year, so he's uh, going to be the shortstop for the high school probably, and uh, you know probably batting third or fourth. He's got some power. Yeah, he can hit. Yeah, he's a little guy with some power. He's yeah, that, hey. he's almost as tall as his dad, but you know he's I nothing wrong with a little yeah, he, guy. He's a very, no, nothing wrong with the little guy. I'm he's five foot six. Guy. I'm five foot six. So. Oh, you are? Yes, sir. I got the little man syndrome. I play. See, I played football in high school at that small school. I played. They had me playing uh, center and nose guard at five foot six, about 145 pounds, soaking wet. So, and I held my own. I did. I, I wasn't a superstar or anything, but I held my own. But yeah, this kid's got some did. power. Yeah, I like this. He's. Well, don't be afraid to send that around. No, I'm a, I'm a, I definitely am. Would you? And he did. Is he switch hitting too? Well, he can hit lefty, but he hit lefty. And I used to make him hit lefty if he made a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I see that. He, he hit pretty good lefty. Gosh, he's got power. Wow, I'm impressed. Tell him. Keep it up. I mean, that's... No, yeah, he's, he's a... You know, listen, he's... He's, um... He's, you know, he's... You'll see as you watch and you go along. He gets better and better. I mean, his first over-the-fence home run, he just turned nine. Jeez. He just turned nine years old. He hit that ball 220 feet over the center field fence. Wow. I mean, you know, he, uh... And he's still working now. I mean, he's going to be going into high school, and that fence is 300, I don't know what, 330 down the line, 380 out to the center field. So he's hitting the ball now about 250, 260 to 270. He's going to have to, you know, get a little bigger, a little stronger, but he'll get there. Tell I don't really want him to hit home runs, to tell you the truth. I tell him always to hit line drives. Just go to the gaps. Yeah. Go to the gaps. Get yeah. the doubles, get the triples, you know. Well, he needs to change his number. He needs to change his number from 42 to 27 for Salvucci. Uh, well, he, <laughs> he eventually, went, that, that was the whole the whole team had 42. Oh, okay. That's, that's for Jackie uh, Robinson. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And he was the only one on that team that knew who Jackie Robinson was. <laughs> wow. That's the funny thing. He, he's a baseball student. That's why he's so good. You know, well, that's the thing. And then, like, you know, if you got a kid like that, because I coach... I've coached football for like the last, 
10 years. And if you got a kid that is a student of the game and watches the game and knows stuff like that, you you know, that's going to be a, a, a kid that's easy to coach, the one that's going to want to work hard. And, it look, I mean, judging by what I'm seeing, look, yeah, this kid, he's, he's, he's got a future. Listen, he, he got that scholarship, you know, not because he's the fastest or the strongest. He just knows the game, and you can he, you see him do stuff out there on the field, and he looks like a professional ball player. Right. And that's because since he was two years old, he's been watching baseball. Yeah, take me out. He's to wake me up. Yeah, yeah. You gotta hit me grounders. You gotta get me clock me, clock me going fast. You know, constantly take me to the park. I mean, there's some really cool videos. In fact, you're on the YouTube channel. Yeah, there's one called Charlie T Ball. I think that was the first video I made of him. He's he's 18 months old. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> it's a quick one. It's only like a minute. It's like 60, 54, 55 seconds. But it was the first video I, I did of him, and it's him going, you know, wanting to play baseball. He, you know, he was 20 months old. I think he was 20 months old. He wasn't even, did you, did you know him? I don't know what oh, she didn't eat. T-Ball Charlie. T-Ball Charlie. Yeah, T-Ball Charlie. Wow, he was on the stage with yeah, Biz Markey? Oh, yeah. That's when he was a little guy. Yeah. You, you, that's a good one. You can watch that. That's funny. I got it. I'll be yeah, checking this one. out. And and he'll see him in the dugout with Big Poppy at Fenway. Oh yeah, I see it. Charlie Bob was the Fenway. I see it. Okay. Yeah, but he, there's a, there's a little in in that video and the first video. Look at the first video, and you'll see. You know, if you watch the video, we're at Fenway, and he goes to the dugout and meets Big Poppy. I'm pulling up. That's that's pretty awesome there. So you got some research to do, Steve. I got you, bud. <laughs> I definitely do, man. You know, I can't tell you. How great it has been to talk because I was I was plenty nervous about talking to you tonight, uh, but man, it has been so great to talk to you. And you are just like I expected. You know, you're just there's a lot of a lot of Vinny Salvucci in you, man. It, it's been great. I can't thank you enough for taking time out of your schedule to do this. Well, it was a lot of fun, Steve. It was unexpected fun too. I didn't know it was gonna you know gonna be actually that much fun to talk about the old days because I told you a lot of stories I haven't told many and you know I hope it does okay for you and I hope people tune in and oh, it they, definitely will go, like, go get some books and go I'd love for people to really you know would be a you know a feather in my cap is if you get some people to uh, subscribe to that YouTube channel I will push it or my I Instagram or the Instagram channel you know yeah, I'll push it for you, and I'll send it, send as many people as I can over there. Okay. All right. Thank you. I so appreciate it. And so to everybody, wherever your fans are around the world, thanks for listening to Steve and, and indulging old uh, Paul Carafotis here with the stories of the old day. Yeah. Oh, it's... I got a million of them. <laughs> well, maybe we, need, maybe we need to come back and do part two. Well, we could, absolutely. That would be my pleasure to do All right. Take care of yourself. It's in South Carolina. North Carolina. Oh, you North Carolina. Yeah. Yeah, now. Well. 
same same Especially difference. It's halfway. States. It's all the way across the United States from you, so it don't matter. <laughs> thank right. you, thank you so much, sir. You have a great night, and, and guys, that is Paul Carafotis on on the fly. Right. You still there? I'm there. Oh man, thank you so much, man. That was great. That's that's you're so. I I, I meant that. You're just like I expected. I, I was I was really nervous, either up till like the right before I called you. I said, "Oh gosh, I hope I don't I don't mess." You know, I've been doing it for a couple of years, but every time I talk to somebody like you, it's like uh, it's kind of surreal being able to talk to somebody that you watched over and over again on TV. And you know, I do a sports podcast as well, so I've got to interview some guy. I'm a Steelers fan, and. Uh, you know, interview Rod Woodson and stuff like that. But it, it just every time I get to talk to somebody that I've watched on TV over and over again, it's it's real surreal. And like I said, thank you so much for doing this. Well, my pleasure. You think some fun? I mean, I don't know how you found me, but <laughs> well, I thought, look. Let me tell you this story now. When, like I said, when I was I was like I do a movie of the day and all the right moves with that, and I said, you know what? I need, I need to see if I can get somebody from that movie to talk to me. And I looked you I looked at the cast, and you, you were the first one I looked up, and I found your website. And that's why I said, and I was looking, and it had, like, I think your uh, uh, agent's phone number up there at the bottom. Oh, yeah, 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 okay. And then at the bottom, it had your name and the number right beside it. I said, well, you know, I'm not going to call him. I'll text and see if, you know, it might not be, it might not, be, it might just be a landline, but I'm going to take a chance and text. And I texted, and then when I woke up the next morning, I, <laughs> I looked, and I said, oh, crap. When I saw, how'd you get this number? I was like, oh, crap. So it's either not him, and somebody's ticked off, or he's ticked off. And I said, uh, found it on your website? <laughs> I said, let me send a picture of the website, too, to make sure he knows that uh, I'm telling the truth. And, and then when I got, when I saw you say good answer, I was like, oh, maybe he's all right then. And then when you called, I was like, oh, crap. <laughs> he's going to let me have that for <laughs> But, yeah, yeah, I was, that's that's how I found it. And that's how a lot of times I find somebody up here is just, just doing it. And I, you know, I take a chance. I said, worst you could what he could say was no, and maybe cuss me out a little bit, but that'll be all right. Yeah. Uh, do you get? Do you, how often do you do this? I usually try to like. I this is my. I do three podcasts, and I do one. This one, the one your your own is like a music and entertainment one. I do a sports one, and then I do a like a a basketball one, just primarily basketball. But I usually do this one like every other week. Uh, if and I've actually got you. You, I'm sure you were back in the '80s. You remember the group Quiet Riot? Sure. I was yeah. I've got a. Uh, I used to used to get all fucked up with what's his name. Was singer? Uh, Debrow, Kevin Debrow. Yeah. Yeah. Kevin, was, yeah. Well, the current the guitar player, the current guitar player. I'm, I'm supposed to interview him next week. I'm trying to work my way up, you know, trying to make connections and and work my way up and get, you know, get bigger people. And you're probably one of the biggest I've done. In my mind, I put it to you this way: you're probably, you're one of the favorite interviews I've done so far because you're funny, you're down to earth, and I mean, you're not sitting there just going through the motions. That's 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 what I like. And I mean, but you know, I'm just trying to make connections and get. I'm not doing this for a living; it's just a hobby. Uh, 
Right. I'm a meat cutter. I've been a meat cutter for like 13 years now. So, 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 so many, how does it ring fun, your podcast? I'm on, you can look on any of your podcasts, like Spotify is one app that you can look on and you can find it up there. Uh, Apple, which is the big one, uh, and I, I usually go through Anchor, but they distribute it to like Apple, Spotify, Google. Uh, I'll send you the link to it, and that way you can you can find it. Yeah, um, we do it here. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I just I just interviewed. Uh, I don't know if you you probably remember him from the Bad News Bears movies. Uh, Aaron Blunt, who played a mod. Uh, I, don't I mean, I love the bad news there. The you remember, you remember the, you remember the black, the black boy, the black kid up there. The black boy. The black kid, yeah, Ahmad. That was his yeah. name up there. He was Ahmad. only, he was the only one up there. Yeah, I talked to him. I interviewed him a couple weeks ago. He was really fun. But uh, you know, I'm just trying to trying to get. Where's he going? He's actually, he's actually in California. He's a DJ. Oh, yeah, he he. We talked music, and uh, he actually told me he said uh, the next time, and I, he might have been BSing, but he said I got friends in North Carolina. He said the next time I come to North Carolina, I'm calling you. We're going fishing. We're going to drink a beer. We're going to uh, listen to music. I said okay. And he yeah. said he said you're you. I know you're thinking I'm full of crap. He said, but you're really going to think you're full of crap when I call you. Like holy crap, he really called. So, okay. it's been it's been fun. I've interviewed some. Uh, let's see. Who's been the worst? Oh, there was one guy that uh, he was a basketball player back in the eighties, and you know, I I asked you. I've got a script of questions I ask, and when somebody will elaborate, that's great. You know, like you did tonight. I really didn't have to ask you a whole lot tonight because you, you had your stories. But, you know, when when I asked you something, you elaborated on it. You told great stories. This guy was pretty much, you know, he played against Michael Jordan in, in college. He guarded Michael Jordan for four years. And I asked him, you know, how was it guarding Michael Jordan? He was like, it was pretty tough. And I kept waiting for something else to come out of there like a story like Jordan maybe talked trash to him or something he's like that was it that was all I could get out of him that interview couldn't get over quick enough and I was like okay <laughs> I was like okay buddy that's that's okay but you know he's he's been one and there's been a couple of uh a couple of NFL players that have flaked out on me like told me they were going to do the interview and uh, a few times and then uh, you know, like, come up and say when I call them and say, "Well, I'm out on the, I'm out on the town now, and let me call you back in a few minutes and never call back," or and then tell me another time and and I'll call them and they won't do it. Then it's been one guy that was like that, which ended up I think he's in jail now. So it ended up that was a good thing that I didn't interview him. I didn't want to be, uh, you know any part of that for, for what he did, but I'm not going to get into that one. But I've had some good ones. I mean, it, and I've made some, some good connections with people and uh, still have some people that, that send me messages uh, over Facebook. Like, 
Christmas, Christmas, I got a bunch of messages from people that I never thought I'd get Christmas messages from. But uh, it, it's been cool. And you know, if like I told my wife, if this never gets any bigger than it is right now, to be able to talk to to these people is is good enough for me. You know, and and like tonight, I had a blast with you. I mean, you're hilarious. <laughs> that was that was just great. <laughs> that was just great, bud. I mean. Couldn't ask for anything better than that. Well, now what do you do? Do you cut it up, or you just play it the way it came out? So you know, I'll I'll edit sometimes, but most of the time I'll I'll play I'll just let it go the way it is. Some of the parts I edit out, like you know, tonight when you start off talking, I'll probably just leave it in there just like it is, and and because that's a great story and. Uh, you know, sometimes I've had to edit stuff out and just just play with little things here, but most of the time I let it go like it is. I got told. Yeah, you, uh, you know, I got told yeah. one time I was by a guy I worked with. I knew more useless information than anybody that he had ever seen before in his life. And I told my wife, you know, when I started the podcast, I said maybe I need to start doing this and just use that useless information for something. But uh, you know, just like. When I said about the tank, you take my tape roll, you know, not many people will get that, but for select fewer people that that I that have watched the movie over and over with me. But, uh, you know, it, it's, it's pretty is, cool. All I Lose is one of your favorite movies. Yes, sir. Look, I can tell you, I watched it, and you. <laughs> this tells you how far back it goes. RCA, it wasn't even a videotape. It was an RCA video disc. It was one of those big... Look like a big record that you stuck in a little player, and uh, we we wore that thing out. I mean, where it would it would skip at certain parts, uh, where we have wore it out so much. But man, I couldn't get enough of that movie when back in the day. Where I, we'd watch it over and over because I'm a big football fan, and any football movie is is pretty cool to me. <laughs> but yeah, that, that one's really stuck. All the right movies are really stuck. Yeah. I wonder if Tom. I wonder if Tom Brady is seen all the right movies. Tom Brady, you think he? Well, how old? Are he? He's forty-three, so he's a little bit younger than me. So yeah, I bet he has. I mean, you're thinking about when he came into the league in two thousand. I mean, it was seventeen years after we made that movie. Yeah, but so, it's like, just, like when he was in high school, like what would that make it? Nineteen ninety-five or something. Yeah, well, like you that? think about it though too. I I graduated high school in ninety-one, and you know that movie comes on just like you said during Super Bowl time. That movie comes on a lot, and you know he's yeah. seen it. You know he's had to heard about, it. especially you know I, I'm sure that maybe we need to call him and ask him. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I send, I sometimes, you know, the thing you just watch in my kid, because Tom got signed, he, he, he used to be a baseball player, I think he got signed to some team at the same time he was getting uh, drafted by the Patriots, and right. he decided to play football. And I, you know, occasionally, even me, you know, I'm a half-ass celebrity, you know, I've done a few things people know, but... Right. Uh, you know, I just send him, like, I'll, I'll send that video. I'll just do the link and put it on, and send it to him on his Twitter. And say, hey, Tom, you like baseball? Here's my kid. You know, I just, 
But he doesn't. He, he has no clue who, who I am, and I'm sure he doesn't look at everything. I mean, somebody would have to tell him. Yeah. You know, that's... Uh, uh, but I guarantee you, back in the day, he's watched that movie, if not during his football Well, they all have, because, you know, I listened to a Boston radio show, and uh, Zolak... Yeah, I've heard of him. He's from... Yeah, well, he was a backup quarterback, and he's now the Scott uh, color guy for the Patriots. Yeah. And I called... I was telling... One day I'm driving around, you know, in Los Angeles, and they're talking about Rudy. Oh, yeah. So I just got set up. I, I, so I called the radio station. I t- the guy <laughs> answers the phone. I said, tell Scott Zolak that you got Vinny Salvucci on the phone. And... You know, next thing you know, I'm on the air. They go, is this really you? Is this really the you know, What's your birthday? You know, what's your this? They're asking me all these questions. Hey, Jim, it's Jim. And I go, that's right, it's me. And I, I said, I'm calling you clowns because stop talking about Rudy. Talk about the real movie, the real football film. That's all the right move. Because that movie is true grit, man. It's no... There's no frills in that movie. It's just the way it is. It you know? is. It's it's not, I mean, like you said, it's kind of a downer, but it's real life. I mean, just yeah. like... I mean, it, it's true. It's true. It's real life. It's a, a slice of real life. It's just like your character. You know, you need a scholarship to get out of, of what what bad situation you're in with your family. What a, And, you know, like you said, we never really heard a whole lot except... That scene where you came out of the shower talking to Craig T. Nelson and, and talking about your your daddy got fired, your brother was laid off, and, and you know, you were going to quit school and go to work. But, you know, that scene there was, was a great scene, too, because, you, you know, when the, when the recruiter pretty much blows you off and you walk off with your eyes kind of rolling your eyes kind of at him and then tell him, and at the end when you tell him, you know, it was nice meeting you. But, you know... You know, kids that want to get out of that and want to go to the next level, all that stuff adds up to them. Just like when when Tom Cruise hit you and messed you up uh, with the uh, in the typing class, and you said that you hurt my chances for a scholarship. You know, <laughs> wow, you know the movie, man. I, I'm telling you, bud. I can pretty much tell you. I said that's my talent. <laughs> hey man, that's my talent. Now you ruined my chances for a scholarship. Exactly. Right? Now you ruined my chance for. Oh yes, it hurt, asswipe. That's what you said. I called him asswipe. Yeah. And you know the only reason why. Here's a cool. Here's a cool story for you. In the movie, they had some of the names, and I used the name Plazowitz. That was the, there was a family of brothers. I used to hang around with where I grew up. My I grew up in a town called Somerville, Mass. Right. Right outside of Boston. And I said to the director, I said, you know, it's, you know, you got some weird name in here. Why don't, you know, it's supposed to be Polish. We're all supposed to be Polish or whatever it is. It's field town. I said, let me use the name Plasowitz. And they said, sure. So I threw that in the movie. And I remember going back to Boston. And I was in a bar and... The little Plazowitz brother, who I didn't really hang around with too much, he was younger. He came up to me in the bar. He goes, "Kill bonus, man! That was just unbelievable. You used my, you said Plazowitz. Uh, he was like, <laughs> you know, like they heard his name in the movie, and he was like, yeah. I said, yeah, that's pretty man. cool. That's right. Yeah, man, uh, I'm telling you, that, that, that movie. Another story from it. 
I, I could get three or four people on here right now that would would be like sitting here listening to you would be in awe right now. Said because, like I said, when as soon as I found out that that you were you you would do the interview, I started texting. I said, and I put your picture. I said, guess who I'm interviewing next week? And I found a picture of you up there. I put the picture up there, and every one of them said. Not the Vooch. Vinny Salvucci. The Vooch. <laughs> the Vooch. The Vinny Salvucci. Oh, my yeah, gosh. And, you know, it's so, like I said, I've watched the movie How so many, many times. How many of your buddies? Do what? How many guys did you text? That you about, you about five or six, at least. They were, they were the ones that we used to watch it, watch that movie all the time. So, okay, it, it, so you, you can send them a text tonight. And tell them, hey, oh yeah, we're talking about, I, we're, yeah. What they all want to know, they know it's it's happening tonight, and they were like, "Let me know how everything, how it goes." So, <laughs> it's been great though. It really has been great, man. And like I said, I'll bring you. You you talk about you had a bunch of stories there. I'll bring you back for part two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what you do is you bring me back, and you have all your buddies there, and they can all ask you questions. That would, that's not a bad idea. That's not a bad idea. We need to do that. We'll have to set that up. Say, you, have a ra- you have a round robin with the food. <laughs> <laughs> I will definitely set that up. Let me get it. If I could get all of them together at the same time, I would definitely set that up. If not one or two, I may can get one or two, definitely. But, yeah. All right, well... I'm going to go earlier because I got you on the line now because I got to get off for a few minutes because I am uh, 